1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Uh, With our Ask Alex segment, Alex Cook, the founder of Wealth With Purpose. Alex is back with us. Hello, Alex. Welcome back. Hey, Neil. Great to be with you again. Alex, just a reminder, listeners, uh, questions around finance, any issue on finance, 1-800-316-316. We thought we'd kick off today, though, talking a little about estate planning, uh, something that many of us keep putting off. Uh, Give us some insights here into estate planning and what we ought to be doing here, Alex. Uh, Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. You said
0: uh, most people put it off. It's one of these things we often defer thinking about our mortality and defer, which as Christians, of course, we shouldn't because we know the end outcome. Um, But certainly estate planning is the idea of getting your finances in order before you pass away. And here's the thing about it if you don't, it can cause a lot of chaos for those that remain, for your family, and so forth. Um, In fact, in Australia, about 40% of the population die intestate, which means they die without a will in place. And, of course, that means um, your finances and what happens to them are left up to a state-based statutory formula as to who will get your money, which I think, from a uh, Christian perspective, you'd say is not great stewardship. (laughs) Um, But certainly... Estate planning, and I like to say there's three key principles that you want to get across when you're thinking about your finances um, and who you're going to leave it to, is the idea that you have the right funds in the right hands at the right time. So, you know, I'm a 45-year-old with four kids. If I pass away tomorrow, I want to make sure that the right funds... So the money I have and any insurances end up in the right hands, i.e. my wife, um, and that she gets them at the right time, which of course would be ASAP when she's trying to raise a family. So it's that kind of concept um, that estate planning is helping you to deal with, and it gives you a great deal of peace of mind when you get these things in order uh, to make sure that your loved ones are going to be taken care of um, in the event um, that you pass away. But also, from once again, from a Christian perspective, it really is your final act of stewardship. You know, what are you doing with the money that God has put into your hands, and who are you leaving it to? In fact, I say to people when you think of estate planning, it's not so much an issue of um, who am I leaving my money to; it's who am I leaving God's money to, and that really reframes the way you think about what you should do with the money. So, yeah, very important topic that Christians really need to and everyone really needs to to grapple with who's going to get the money.
1: Well, you can't take it with you, but you can determine where it goes. Uh, Let's just focus for a moment here, Alex. Uh, If you don't do anything about this idea of estate planning, if you don't have a will, if you don't have your finances in order, uh, what's likely to go astray? Yeah, well, this is the thing.
0: Well, firstly... um, people won't necessarily know your intentions what your plans were and so a lot of people then will start circling around potentially like vultures wanting to get their hands on some of it um but if you don't have it in place then your assets are divided up according to a state-based formula so it varies slightly by state but for most part um what will happen is your money will go to your spouse first then to your children and then then it gets spread out to other relatives based on um, you know who's around Um, But the problem with that, of course, is that can lead to all sorts of um, uh, challenges. It can lead to all sorts of family disputes. Um, You know, sadly, I've seen over the years family members and siblings that no longer talk to each other because of disputes over the estate. So from my perspective, I think it's very important that you have these things in place well before you pass away. But not only that you have it in place, but that your family members are aware of your intentions so a lot of people because we're talking about death here and we're talking about you know eternity and things like that people often defer thinking about it they don't want to talk about it and therefore they don't have these discussions with their family members and then what happens is at time of death people often get a big surprise about how that money was to be divided up and that's when you get challenging of estates so the courts are full of these kinds of things going on and of course, you can leave a trail of brokenness behind you, you know, you can break people's hearts if you haven't taken care of them in ways that they had expected. So that's why it's very important to not only plan it and put it in writing and have all the appropriate estate documents, but it's also important that you have discussions with family members so that everyone knows what the expected outcome is, what your intention is, what your heart um, was towards these issues and that will save a lot of heartache and um, a lot of potential chaos
1: well you might have something to add or a question around this issue around uh, we're talking today estate planning uh, but you might have a question on all sorts of finance issues one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. 316 316 alex let's take a call from mary dean in cairns queensland hello mary dean welcome hi thank you very much um Yes, look,
2: I am um, one of those widows whose husband didn't leave a will um, but also left a business um, for me to continue to run, uh, which is a medical business. And, you know, my it is financially very straining where I've had to seek a um, letter of administration which takes around 12 weeks. Um, it can be a majorly long and um stressful process but it's something that you actually have to do so with prayer and encouragement from um your prayer team you must um you must continue these processes uh, by law
1: meridine uh, interesting insight there uh, any thoughts here alex on meridine and her situation
0: yeah, look, no, I really feel for her, but um, I, I think what Mary Dean's showing us is just the importance of trying to put in place the building blocks um, so that our surviving spouse and, and kids know what to do when something happens, you know, because, you know, death in many cases is often unexpected, you know, whether it's heart attacks and things that happen very suddenly, and then all of a sudden. Um, chaos can happen. Now, I mean, a really simple one is simply, these days, you know, we all do our banking online and so forth. But here's a question for listeners. Does your spouse know where all the passwords are? Do they know how to access the money if you're the one who's doing it all? Um, and, And vice versa, obviously, between spouses. So... All those sort of things are very important. And, of course, Mary Deans is a very interesting one because it's added an extra layer of complexity, and that is having your own business. And when you have your own business, that also has all sorts of challenges. Um, So one of the things that we encourage people to have, and this is a thing called key man insurance, so that if someone passes away who is the key person, um, that there is money there available Um, so that you can hire someone to bring in to run the business and so forth to take things over and keep it going for as long as is necessary um, to to stable the ship, so to speak. Um, So there's lots of little things that can be done, but it all comes down to the very simple fact that things need to be prepared in advance. Um, And as I say, it's one of these topics, and, and Neil, you said it right at the start, that we tend to put off. We don't deal with it now. We don't want to face our mortality. We don't want to think about it too much. Um, and the risk we do is we do a major disservice to our loved ones if we haven't taken um, the appropriate actions.
1: Mary Dean, still got you, and I wonder if yes. you wouldn't mind if I ask, do you feel as though your husband was not specific enough when he did make his will as to what might happen in the business?
2: Um, I think he, he was quite specific, um, but maybe I... Um, kind of left that to him and expected that he would be here forever. So I didn't know passwords. Um, Look, I didn't even know a direct contact number for his mother because they were all on his phone. So I um, obviously was very reliant on him um, having all of that. But it did take me a good month to kind of get myself on top of all of that. And I had to go and find it all and take over.
1: Mary Dean, thank you so much for calling in. A scenario that brings out those important elements, that it's more than just saying where your money goes, but actually how to access the money. That's a part of the plan. No doubt that's part of that documentation that you work on if you're making an estate plan, Alex. Exactly right. And
0: also, Neil, I'd say it's not also just on on death, it's also on disablement. So one of the documents that you have beyond a will is a thing called an enduring power of attorney. And the scenario in which that may be used is when you lose capacity. So if I'm in a a motor vehicle accident, I end up in hospital and my wife needs to access money in our accounts. If um, those accounts happen to be in my name, and she then goes to the bank to try and access them, the bank will say, well, they're not in your name, we won't give you access. And that's where the document called the power of attorney will give you the freedom to be able to access the spouse's money and then you know, pay the bills and so forth. So having these documents in place even before death is just as important as having ones like a will, which are for post-death. So,
1: yes, it all comes down to <laughs> proper preparation. Mary Dean, thank you so much for your call. one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. 316 316 If you'd like to join in our conversation, you might have a question. Let me just throw a big spanner into uh, the works here with a very significant thing that's happening around Australia right now, Alex. And we talk about uh, the idea of families reduced into conflict if there isn't the right documentation here in some level of estate planning and a will. You mentioned the words families circling like vultures and in uh, the perfect world you might assume that all your kids are going to be wonderful and they're going to treat everyone uh, just nicely when you go and uh, they're not going to squabble over your assets at all, but there's something here which is deepening right now and I know that they're about to have some level of vote in the state of Queensland around issues of euthanasia or voluntary assisted dying, it's already law in Victoria and in Western Australia and the way that Chaos is uh, is the likelihood around this idea of inheritance impatience. Uh, you're familiar with that terminology. Is this one of those conflicts that the government is likely to exacerbate here because they're really uh, uh, moving away from what we'd understand as a Christian foundation for a, a respect for life? Any thoughts here?
0: Oh you're absolutely right inheritance impatience is a, is a a big one but obviously euthanasia is something that's Christians we you know we're against taking uh, you know someone's life prematurely um is against God's will and so i think um, as Christians we need to stand up and really stand in the gap, pray against these things and also take political action um, to try and lobby against these things from actually coming into place. But it was interesting you used the term inheritance impatience because it makes me think of the the story of the prodigal son in the Bible who wants his inheritance you know, up front before his father's even passed away. Um, and that is, I think, probably indicative of the human heart. And I think this is the... You know, you know, the Bible tells us the human heart is wicked, and therefore, when it comes to some of these things, often it just comes down to money, and people become extraordinarily greedy, Um, and that's why if you find yourself in a family where you you sense that there is um, either a degree of instability or your children don't get along, um, it's very important that you seek sound legal advice. To put in place the right foundations and and legal documents, to do your best to protect the situation and protect um, potentially protect yourself. So if you're talking about uh, you know it's something as serious as euthanasia, um, having children having um, powers of attorney can be potential source of problems. If you know if you don't trust your children, are they going to start selling your house from underneath you and doing things like that, um, or um, or doing other things that are really against your wills and your, you know, against your will and your plans that you had for your finances. So it really puts the emphasis on us to not only plan, but to go and seek out professional counsel, legal counsel, um, and put in place um, the right building blocks to try and um, cover off a range of scenarios. Now, there's a saying we have: you can't, you know, you can't rule from the grave. And so there's only certain amounts of things you can do. You can't allow for every possible circumstance but there are certainly things you can do with proper legal advice and putting the right structures in place uh, to protect your loved ones um, and just try and do your best to reduce disputes but part of that also comes from communication and making sure everyone knows where they stand well before any of these things actually happen in the first place
1: time's running short let's take <coughs> one more call cindy is on the line from wangaratta in victoria hello cindy welcome
2: hello I'm very interested in what happens to your pets you leave behind, especially your beloved dogs, your fur babies, that you're much treasured and much, you know, your personality and your whole life goes into them and that they're a reflection of you. Did the family get it or does it automatically go to the pound? I'm not sure.
1: Good thoughts, Cindy. Uh, Alex? Yeah, it's a funny fun It's not what I
0: thought about from a, um, the pets point of view. I'd always thought it more from the financial. But I think what you would a lawyer would probably advise you to do is to advise the person in advance of who you, want to, um, who you want to actually look after them when you pass away. So, for example, one of the things that we talk to, uh, this is a financial planner, what I talk to parents about is who are going to look after their children in the unlikely event that they both pass away at the same time. So, in other words, who's going to be the guardian of the children? And that's something that needs to be worked out, obviously, well in advance. And I think with your pets, it's the same sort of thing. Now, whether there's um, any legal document, I mean, it might be done in a letter of wishes or something like that, that a lawyer may advise you along that kind of lines but I think that the main issue with your pets because you want to you love them and you want to make sure they end up with proper care is to decide in advance who you would like to look after them you know is it a trusted friend is it a trusted neighbor who knows them Um, all those kind of things so that way they end up in the in the care of the right person and someone who you know is going to look after them and treat them well in the way that you did.
1: Cindy from Wangaratta, thank you so much for your call. Time has run out. Let me say, every Wednesday in this time segment, uh, we're talking about money issues. And as you can hear, interesting dimensions of what a Christian might think about these finance and issues around, as we've been talking today, estate planning. You can be in contact directly with Alex Cook. He's the founder of Wealth With Purpose, wealthwithpurpose.com, free e-books, the My Toolkit, there's free videos, there's podcast content. You can follow Alex on Facebook and on Twitter, and you can send an email to Alex at wealthwithpurpose.com. Alex, great insights as always. Thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Pleasure to be with you.
2: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out
0: more about us,
2: go to vision.org.au.